What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Rest Day. A uh, one of those days that it's supposed to be Monday Rest Day, but it's not. I actually ran today, and we're going to talk about that. But I also really in this episode want to talk about kind of a follow up to what we were talking about last week when we talked about how I was going to have to start building vert. Essentially, that my base mileage and my building uh, my aerobic base fitness and getting to a mileage that was like comfortable and able, able to sustain while those days are over. And now we are back to a new block. And this block is going to include a lot more vert as we get, I think we're 67 or 68 days out from canyons uh, as of today. So yeah, things, things changed. And I'm past all the stuff from last week. I got past the emotional stuff. And this week, as with any training week, came with its own like challenges. So if you have any questions about that, if you are listening on uh, Spotify, I live stream this every Monday night around eight, depending on when I get my kids to bed. And if you are here listening on YouTube or watching live, please leave me a question. I, I, I love to talk about this stuff and uh, I'd love to share my experience. So if you do have any questions, please do not hesitate. Also, I think I hit like 900 subscribers on YouTube today. If you could uh, sub baby and then YouTube can start giving me some of all the money that they make off people watching my videos. I get a small cut of that. So try and get me to a thousand subs if you can. Uh, Derek's in the chat. What's up, buddy? Uh, I appreciate the kind words, man. That's uh, very, very kind of you. Thank you so much. But a um, yeah, this week all based on vert, and and we talked to last week, and we knew that my mileage was going to go down. So my mileage got up into the high 60s. I did a 65 and then a 68, and it was going to drop down to 60 this week. But with that drop in mileage, came more time underfoot. So my weekly mileage like time-wise went up still, even though I dropped back in mileage, uh, in mileage. And that wasn't because of pace. It was all because of vert. So besides like how I'm building vert here on this extremely flat island and how much vert I actually put in on the treadmill this week, I want to talk about that. But then also to the, the like, not the debate, uh, but like more the conversation of should we be training to time or should we be training to volume of miles? Miles, or maybe should we be hitting certain benchmarks? These are all questions that I've been asking the people that I've been running with. I've asked my coach, and I, I think I have like a nice firm grasp on where we should be. Whether that's you know miles, time, vert, but really, as you know, it's it's going to be very race specific and a combination of the both. First, let's run through this week all the stats and things like that, they are exactly what I said they were going to be last week. I am a, I'm a metronome. If I am told to do something, it is going to take a catastrophic, catastrophic event for me to not get my training in. So what my coach programs for me, it's going to happen. So last week we talked about, I had 60 miles on the schedule. That's what we hit. He also told me last week that he needed me to get it at least 8,000 feet of vert. He did not care if it was outside, inside on the tread, but it was the first time we had a conversation where he said to me, Hey, listen, I'm not going to tell you Thursday. I need you to get this vert Friday. I need you to get this vert. He's like, I kind of want to give you a week. He goes, we will get to some workouts like actually coming up this coming Saturday where he gives a mileage and says, Hey, I need this amount of feet with this particular workout. 
but he mostly wanted me to space it out and see exactly what I can get to. And I ended up getting 9,100 feet. Now, just for some reference, because I know that 9,100 feet for some people, it, we call that a Tuesday, right? But I think when I looked, I averaged, let me see if I can share my screen over here just to give you guys a little bit more like context of uh, exactly what we're talking about here. Let me see. Uh, how do I make you? Oh, I got to share my screen first. Sorry. Present. So I'm going to figure this out. Present. We are going to present this screen. And now, okay, there, boom. Okay. So this is, for those of you watching, like I said, please ask any questions that you might have. Over to your right is really where I want to draw your attention, like over here. Okay. So the 9104, um, if we go back and look at like some previous weeks, 5,200 was a little bit of a jump. All right. I tried to get that amount of feet. And that was like the most. You'll see 5,000 was a 5,000 was a huge week for me last week. And then I doubled it. Last week was 5,000 with 68 uh, miles and 14 hours of work. That was a ton of work for me. Uh, this one's 771 feet. Uh, we had 1,100 feet. We had 2,100 feet. We had 25. So what you, you'll see is that I average between 15 and 2,000 feet per week. If I need to get mileage, that's when I'll jump. Like if I try to get vert, that's when I get up to 5,200. But this 9,100, this was a ton, a ton of work for me to try and do. And here's, I'll keep the screen up kind of how you can see. Not only, I guess I can give you a little snapshot of how my coach programs, but uh, you can see all these things I did. And I'll explain why these are yellow because that really bothers me. Monday is your rest day. Here's every day you'll see guys. And I posted this on my Instagram story. Every day, roll and stretch. Every day, roll and stretch. Every day, roll and stretch. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jacob, says the guy that caught. What'd you get this week, Jake? Did you get, I think you got 9,000 today, didn't you? <laughs> Um, you'll see roll and stretch every day. And then we work in just different strength stuff, mostly plyometrics, Tabatas. Um, there's going to be a glute routine in there and then a thigh routine that's going to switch up. But as far as the runs are concerned, all right, we got eight miles in, um, on eight miles in on Tuesday, we open this up. That was uh, good for 2,300 feet. That was on the treadmill. So eight miles, 2,300 feet was on the treadmill. This one was scheduled as a hilly treadmill. Um, I got 226 feet. This day, I actually threw a little bit of a temper tantrum. This was supposed to be seven. At four miles, I threw a temper tantrum, got off the treadmill, and then said, Brad, stop being a little bitch. So I got back on. I got 342 more feet. So that was like 500 for the day. Um, 11 miles, aerobic ceiling, strong finish. So this is going to be my top end zone two. Um, I got 628 feet there. That was also on the treadmill. So most of the weekday runs said with my kids and things going on, mostly going to be treadmills, hilly treadmill. This was supposed to be a duplicate of Wednesday's workout. So I actually got my 505 feet in seven miles on the treadmill. Then we had a big snow coming in. Well, big for here, uh, overnight. And I actually got out for eight miles in about six or seven inches of fresh powder, which was awesome, eight miles. But this was outdoor feet, 1,869 feet, uh, which is awesome. Average heart rate, 135. So my intensity, like right at 0.71. And I want to talk about heart rate as well. But 
this was big because I also got descent. So guys, the, it's not so much the feet were climbing, right? It's going to also be the feet that were going down, and which is kind of like one of the bad things about the treadmill is my treadmill doesn't have any downhill. So it's really going to be important for me to seek this out. That This, this right here is about a 40-minute drive for me to get to. So, which is all setting, it's fine. But if you add another hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes to a, an hour and 45 minute workout with a family and things like that, especially if I don't manage my time properly, this was at noon. I went out for this. So I'm getting home like four o'clock on a Saturday. Not great. And that's kind of what happened here on Sunday. Uh, I had 19 scheduled and same thing. This was really, really slow, but I got another 3000 feet outdoors another 2,900 of descent, low heart rate, 126, a lot of power hiking, 15 minutes per mile. But like I said, a vert day, but it took me three hours to go 12 minutes. So I knew that if I wanted to go out and do one more loop, I was doing like 10K loops, uh, pretty much up to the top of a little climb and back. I knew that I was going to not be done for another hour and a half probably. And then I had another half hour ride. And at 10 a.m., I just I didn't have it in me to stay away from the fam. I just miss my kids, to be honest. So I later that night at nine o'clock at night, after my wife and kids went to bed, I got out and I got the rest of my little work done on the treadmill. Like guys, that's something that you are just going to have to do um, in this if you have a family. You, you're just going to have to break. And I think I heard Sally McRae say it best: like sometimes, some days you just have to just piece it together where you can. Sometimes you have to go out uh, for a couple on your lunch break. And sometimes, you know, you have to do it early morning before people get up. You have to do it late at night. Like if you want to get your work done and you sign that contract with yourself, that's, that's what you have to do. Um, so yeah, let me see if there's any questions here and, uh, I'll just continue a little bit more about like what the plan is and the difference between the tread and everything else for me. All right. So this is a good one. Thank you so much for the question, Derek. Uh, so with Vert, obviously getting more conditioned and comfortable. What's your goal to be all systems go? I remember you saying last week about a uh, half mile up and I'm good. Um, what's your goal before canyons? So I th really, the, the, the cliche simple answer is I just, I do what I'm told what my coach wants me to do. But I did realize, and, and this kind of goes into like the things I'm learning every week. So what did I learn this week? I, I definitely learned that I'm, I'm strong fitness wise as far as cardiovascularly. Like you saw, even even though I was going 15 minutes per mile, my heart rate was 125. I'm learning that there's so much to be said with, you know, understanding the downhills even more than the uphills. I think what, even when I was road running, downhills mean you're flying right? You always make up time in the downhills on the road. But if you aren't on the road, there's so many times and this weekend included where the downhill might be just as slow as the uphill. So that's, I, I really got to learn how to be a good descender. So really as, as far as like all systems go, canyons is, even though it's got a ton of climbing, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a net downhill course. So I have to be almost better at running downhill than running uphill. And that's that's why I can't do all of my miles on the treadmill. Like, I don't mind the treadmill. Like, 
people hate the treadmill, uh, the treadmill. I can't do another step. I, I don't mind the treadmill at all. The treadmill to me, and guys, this is, goes back to like the mindset for training. There's a difference between training maintain and maintaining fitness and just enjoying it. If I was not training for a race under zero circumstances, would I be on the treadmill? If it was raining hard that day or snow and I just, I wouldn't run. I'd go to the gym and lift. Like if, if it was too hot outside, I just wouldn't run. I would surf. If it was too cold outside, I would bunt like under, if I was maintaining fitness, I under no circumstances would it be on the treadmill, but not because I hate it, but because I see it as a tool that I can use to be successful in the goals that I want to achieve. So when I look at the treadmill now, it's not the treadmill. It's not, it's too cold outside. It's not, it's too hot outside. It is, there's opportunity for vert and I live on a flat island. There's an opportunity for me to run while my kids are napping. There's an opportunity for me to run late at night when it's not safe to run outside. Like it's just a tool to me. So when I get on there, let me uh, resume here. So when I get on there, that's all I think about. It's that. But coaches, like you also need downhill. You need downhill. So he's right. So I guess to answer your question, I will feel I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Um, we'll look at next week, and I have a huge day coming up next week. Not one of those days that it's like fearful and more excited for it. But to be all systems go, I want to be holding weeks of fifteen to twenty thousand, I think is is really what I want. And I want to be able to hold four miles per hour at a 12 and a half, 13% incline on the treadmill. I think if I can get there where I am holding, because like, I think what you're referencing last week, I'm great on little rollers. It's the long two hour climbs, the long 90 minute climbs. Those are what just chewed me up at, at grindstone mentally and physically. Like I just, I do not have the the resources or the terrain to just grind a slow climb for a long time. So I definitely, that's what I'm going to be working on, on the treadmill. So when I got to 8,000 feet coaches, like that's, that's good. Physically, what did 9,000 feel like when I average 1,200, 1,500? My legs, they're heavy. <laughs> They're not sore. They're just slow. Today is usually my rest day. I got some things coming up this weekend because I'm on vacation. Uh, so I actually ran 10 today with my brother in the trails and just, just felt, just felt, felt like I was running in the sand barefoot. It, that's, that's really all it is. And, um, the good news is coach told me stay off the treadmill this week because of the big weekend that he has planned. And, uh, I guess we can talk about that real quick. And then um, I would love to take any other questions that you have. Leave them in the chat. Please leave them in the chat. Yeah, the empty nest life. I don't know who I was saying to today. It might have been even Jacob where I was like, can't wait a couple more years when my kids like, uh, they don't want to hang out with me anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be terrible. But yeah, I'm, my kids are six and four. and they're just in prime, like build a snowman with me, uh, ride a bike with me, uh, build a train set with me, help me with these Lincoln logs. Like 
my kids are just, my kids are just right on point. <laughs> and so like, and I eat that up. I, I just, I, cause I know one day they're not going to want to hang out with me. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a terrible, terrible feeling right now, but it's bittersweet as you know, but it's going to be nice when I'm in my fifties and they're out. I had the shoes hold up with the additional verts, switching them up before the race, uh, set on a pair. I, I'm 99% have my heart set on what I'm going to race in. Um, this weekend I did the, the day in the snow. I ran in the Speedland Tams, the GS Tams. They, I did a review on them there. The stack height is a little high for me. I've, I felt a little bit wobbly and for whatever reason, whether I got like a size, that was just too small or whatnot. There's one spot that ever, I think I have like 270 miles with those shoes on. I get a blister in one spot every single time. Now I know that now. So I put some KT tape on it on Friday and no blister. And it was great. They are, the reason I wore them is the grip is insane. It's insane. And I wasn't sure what it was going to be like in the snow and they drain really, really well. But I wanted to go back to old faithful, uh, for yesterday. And then I ran them today. I'll tell you what I'm going to run in. And I actually, it's, it's ironic because I've never done a review on them on the channel, but they're coming soon because I have 400 miles on my Hoka challenger sevens. And these are, I have two pairs of challengers. Uh, actually I have an 11 and an 11 and a half. And that's when I was like learning what size I was, which is fine. Cause I can run in the 11s now in the winter when my feet are really, really s smaller cause they're colder, but my feet also, I, my feet swell. Uh, so I needed the 11 and a half and the 11 and a half is what I ran grindstone in. And I never owned a pair of Hoka's mostly because I thought it was like, I don't know. I thought it was like a cliche, like, like owning a Jeep. Like I would never own a Jeep because I, I don't care about brand names, but like, I think I just heard Andy Glaze talk so much about him and I just respect that dude's opinion so much. And I also knew that the type of terrain that I run on here on Long Island is mostly like buffed out carpeted trails, nothing super technical like maybe I think our problems are mostly like Rudy, like we have Rudy trails here. Um, but I also am like a mile from my trail system. So the idea of having a shoe that could go that all terrain from road to trail, that's what first drew me to the Hoka challengers. And I have just, I've loved them. And I've, I haven't had one, one foot foot issue since I worn them. I wore them in a, in a tropical storm in, um, grindstone, not one blister, nothing, no feet pain, no arch pain, no toe pain, nothing. I, I wore them in the backyard ultra 52 miles, nothing. Um, I just, I love them. <laughs> I do. And even in the snow yesterday, which I thought was going to be a real test. Now guys also too, I need, this is a disclaimer. I'm not like an elite guy that's like bombing up and down hills in the snow, jumping off rocks, diving around corners. Like I'm sure there's better shoes for that type of shit. But for a guy that's going out there, just trying to get the job done, pretty cautious. I use poles. If the, if there's up and down, like they do the trick. And yeah, was I slipping and sliding around in the packed snow yesterday? Yeah. Slipping and sliding around, but not like, 
more than I feel like maybe if I had like those little micro spikes on, I would have been dope. But like the, I think the speed goats have a five millimeter lug and the challengers have a four. And if you can tell one millimeter, you are a better person than me because one millimeter is virtually nothing. Uh, it has a, a lower stack height than the um, speed goat, which not a lot of people know. And it has, like I said, that little bit more cushion for the road. And yeah, it, it doesn't drain all that well. I mean, it's the Tams definitely drain better. And I've been, my, even my Asics train better, uh, drain better. But I think if, if the Grand Canyon goes well, because I, I did just buy another pair of Challengers and they're going to be my Grand Canyon shoe. And then they're also going to come to Canyons with me. They're going to do the Grand Canyon and the Canyon unless something crazy happens with them in the grand Canyon, they're going to be the shoe that I'm in canyons. And I do not plan on, I'm, I'm not a shoe change guy, but I will have multiple shoes just because people tell me I'm going to need to, I've never done a hundred. I, I plan on changing socks and stuff and maybe adding more lube, but I feel, and, and like I said, this may be, this may be a rookie statement that's going to come back to haunt me. I feel like if you train in enough pairs of shoes and you find the shoe that works best for you, I do not see an issue or a reason why I should have shoe issues on race day. Anybody that's raced, tell me if I'm crazy. Got some more questions I will get to before we talk about next week. Uh, ever use trekking poles on the tread? Uh, I've seen Sage uh, Candy I do with tennis balls on the ends. I have, but I don't. Um, I have like a little rubber caps on the ends, so I could use them, but my treadmill only goes to 12 and a half. And to be honest, I just don't think it's steep enough. I, but I do wear my pack on my, on the treadmill with my full kit, pretty much anything over nine miles which is most of my runs now, I'm in I'm in full kit, whatever I'm going to wear on race day. Um, the only thing that's not is pretty much what I'm going to be wearing from the waist down, like as far as like spandex and shorts. But I am so like OCD about, this is like the old triathlete in me. I'm so like compulsive about what I'm going to wear that every long run on Sunday, I wear exactly what I plan to be wearing just layered up. I mean like what's touching my skin, like base layer. I wear the same base layer and the same spandex every day. I wear the same pack. I'll carry my poles. But no, I if if my treadmill got up to like maybe 15%, even one more percent, I think maybe I would get on there. But I don't know if it's the skier in me, but I feel really comfortable with poles. I know and I really recommend people train with poles if they've never used them before. Um, but I just, I feel super comfortable on them. And I'm always the guy that shows up at group runs with poles. Everyone's always like, Oh, the pole guy, oh, you brought your poles. And I'm like, yeah. Like I think back to my lacrosse days in high school, like my coach had us wear our helmets everywhere. He had us with our mouth guards in everywhere. Like seriously, we would like sit in the car with our helmets on and he was like, you know, get used to having all that stuff around. So that's, yeah, no, I've, but no, I'm not, the, I seen that too. Like I can't do that. <laughs> It's not that serious yet. It might get that serious, but uh, yeah. So challengers, um, yeah. I just I, I can't imagine if I if I get to if I get to the Grand Canyon and like I 
we think back to this episode, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like climbing up the North Cobb trail. Like, ah, fucking February when I said I never had a shoe issue. (laughs) I guess Sally McRae never had a shoe issue until she did, uh, with Coca Dona, her feet blow up, but that was a sock thing. That wasn't a shoe thing. She says, so I don't know, but let's talk next week now and exactly what that's going to look like. And how I look back at this week as a very, very hard week. And yeah, this, this next week is going to be, let me put this back on here so you can kind of see, I apologize if it's small. I don't know. I don't know if it's small for you or uh, let me see if I can get rid of this. No, that's good right there. All right. So if you can't see what I'm looking at, it's because you're listening on Spotify and and just join, join me on Monday nights. Um, but maybe like you're like, I have like an iPhone 10. So if I was watching this live stream on my little iPhone, I wouldn't be able to see this anyway. So I'll read it. Duh, that's what I'm here for. Um, today, usually my rest day, you could see I moved my Wednesday uh, to Monday, which on a rolling day, seven average is a lot. Today we got out with my brother um, on a, he's doing his first 50 K. I'm so fired up for that. Uh, in April. So we got out onto that course, got 194 feet outside. Um, nice and easy heart rate, 125 average heart rate. Um, for on the trails with that pace of 933, I'll take that all day. Uh, really, really nice run for me. And uh, yeah, so that was today. That was moved in from Wednesday. Tomorrow, we are going to do seven miles on the treadmill. I have a road, I'm on the road tomorrow, a nice six hour car ride up north to Vermont. Uh, so I'm going to wake up early and get seven in. This is essentially uh, what he calls like fart leak drills, uh, speed bursts, things like that. So I'm going to get seven of those in and then a nice Tabata workout. Uh, these 21 minute like Tabatas, they've been awesome for just getting me into anaerobic zones. Um, I don't really get anaerobic when I run that much no real speed work, things like that. Some tempo work he'll throw in here and there, or like you'll see strong finishes and things like that. Um, but I'm really getting my anaerobic use from these 20 to 30 minute in high intensity, whether it's Tabata or hit workouts that I'm getting pretty much every Tuesday on Wednesday, I'm going to be skiing with the family and I've been up to Vermont. You guys have seen it, heard it, but I had a rest day that I can move into that day. So on Wednesday, I'm just going to get to ski with the family. It's going to be awesome. Thursday morning, I'll still be up in Vermont and I'll get a nice seven mile easy run. I'll probably get some vert up there. There's a seven mile loop that I did last time. I think it got me like 600 feet. So I'll probably do that same loop again, depending on how much snow is on the road up there. And then uh, one of his primal workouts is going to be upper body. Usually his primal workouts are upper body. So it's going to be push-ups, pull-ups, uh, push-ups, pull-ups, presses overhead, um, kettlebell swings, shoulder flies, things like that is usually uh, what he calls primal. And then Friday, I'm going to get up early. We're going to head home from Vermont, and I will probably do Friday's workout here on a treadmill, uh, Hilly 7 What that means is uh, uh, smashy cashy. I'll get to that question in one second, buddy. Um, yeah. So I'm doing seven eleven. pretty much what that means is like, uh, seven sprints uphill and then 11 walking strides, kind of like intervals, but with exhales and steps on a very, very steep incline. Uh, that will be on the treadmill mostly because you see this moderate rain and I'm not trying to get into the, the trails when it's moderately raining, uh, this hilly easy run 24 miles. 
So I am going to do what I did on Sunday, four loops instead of two. So I did 12 miles, 3,000 feet. This is going to be uh, 24 miles and 6,000 feet, uh, which is, it's going to be, it's going to be a big day for me. When Next Monday, we're going to be talking about Saturday the 24th. I promise you that is going to be, a, it's a really, really big day and a day I'm excited about um, because not to say I'm like sick of zone two and anaerobic, but I've, I've seen the benefits. I, I feel really, really good uh, aerobically. So now it's like I'm almost starting over with something new that I can con- continuously progress every single week. And then I'm going to go back to the same trails on Sunday and I'm going to get half of that in with another 3,000. So the way I see it is we have six, uh, 6,000 on Saturday, another 3,000 on Sunday, which will get me to nine. This hilly will be another 2,000. That will get me to 11. This easy run and the runs in Vermont will get me another 1,000. So I'll probably get to 12,000 feet for the week. So going up in going up from five to this past week doing nine, and then getting 12 to 13 this week with 72 miles, which is going to be my biggest miles volume week of my life. So th- this week is, it's, this is going to be an epic week. Like last week, what did I get in hours? 13 hours and 47 minutes without all the strength and things like that. Uh, 1430. So f- these 13, 14 hour weeks are building. I have a feeling this is going to be closer to 15 hours 15 hours, 72 miles, 13 to 14,000 feet, uh, which is like eight weeks out. So eight weeks out is, you know, I, that's a really, really good place for me to be. And, uh, I think, uh, smashy cash, he said, uh, you're doing canyons, any plan for heat management if it was hot as last year? Yeah. Um, although I'm doing canyons, um, I'm really pumped. I, I got to get through the grand Canyon first. So even though I'm eight weeks out from canyons, I'm really three weeks out from the Grand Canyon. And yeah, so the vert's going to be picking up because I mean, that's going to be a 20,000 vert weekend. Um, And that would be kind of like right where I'm peaking. Uh, Heat management is uh, go slower, eat more and drink fluids. The heat doesn't really bother me. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe coming out of winter. It might uh, affect me a little bit more, but I lit, I went to Arizona state university. I lived in Phoenix for five years. I did two Ironmans in Arizona when it was 95 to 110 degrees, uh, which is a long endurance day outside August, New York, August summers are hot and humid. I'm really not that worried about the heat. Uh, it, it will just, to be honest, it just slow me down. I mean, I know it makes it harder to eat, but it's just, I think it's going to take a little bit more discipline from crew and from you to make sure that you're staying on there. Um, but I'd be, I'd be silly also if I didn't say that I'm overdressing a little bit now. And when I'm on the treadmill, the fan is on the lowest setting. I don't run with my shirt off. Um, I run, I break a sweat. Like when I walk out of my the, the, the office that I have my treadmill in, when I walk out into my house, it, it feels like I'm walking into a penguin habitat <laughs> and I usually keep my house like 65. So like when my wife, when my wife walks into where I'm working out, it's a hot box in there. And then also too, I spend a ton of time in the sauna. I, I spend, I'm going in there. 
right after this. So a uh, ton of time in the sauna is going to uh, also help me with the heat training. But I think long story short, it's something I'm aware of, but one of those things that's outside of my control and I try not to worry about it, but I will be prepared as I could be for it. Um, to be honest, I'd rather that than what happened to me with canyons in September when the average temperature is in the sixties and we got thirties overnight. And like, I literally had to go to Dick's sporting goods the night before canyons and buy pants and buy jackets and like extra stuff that I didn't have because I thought I was going to be like setting up for a 50 degree night. And then it, there was like real feel chills at the peaks in like the twenties. So I'd rather it be really, really warm than really, really cold. Oh, what else we got, man? Uh, Josh, ever says nice, uh, week of vert, Brad did a road marathon December was looking to do my first 50 K this fall. What advice would you give for the transition of road into trails? Uh, what, what about peak mileage? So Josh, great question and totally different, different disciplines. So I think, um, you may have, depending on how long you've been in here, the major thing between road and trail for me was downhills, downhills on roads fly downhills, trails don't fly. And, um, also just the only advice from going from one to the other is running the trails because although it's running, I think the mental focus it takes to trail run is exhausting. Like how many times in the marathon or even training for a marathon, do you just put headphones in zone out and you kind of just coast down the road and you don't have to think about anything. And then maybe in the fall, like pine cones start to fall or like a storm and there's sticks in the road. And like, you kind of have to like, Oh, is there a stick? Is there a pine cone? Imagine that every single step. That's what running in the trails is. And it's a, like, it's exhausting. And some people are like, Brad, I can't believe you don't run with any music. And I know people I can run in the trails with music. I can't because it distracts me. So I think the really the advice from going from marathon to road, I mean, from road to marathon, from road to trail, is just running the trails. As far as volume, I, this may be a hot take, but I believe you can take any like intermediate or advanced marathon program you could find online, or you can hire me and I'll help you out. Like if you find any intermediate to advanced marathon guide, you'd, you'd be fine for 50 K. I think the major difference that I changed when I did the 50 K and my first 50 K plan I got from the book, uh, relentless forward progress. I actually might have let me see if I, I I think I keep that plan on my desktop. No, I don't. I took it down. Um, was from Relentless Forward Progress. If you want to see that plan, I posted. I don't know if you're on Strava, Josh. I think you are. Look for the Shore to Shore 50K group. Um, I made that group for a 50K that's happening here. And I posted that exact plan and everything I did in leading into my first 50K in there. Or just DM me, email me. I'll send it to you. I have a PDF of it. But the book was great. Um, Relentless Forward Progress. That's where I got my first 50K plan. And really the only difference that I noticed was um, a back-to-back Sunday. Like that was that was really the, the biggest thing where I remember doing marathons and hold on, my focus is. I remember doing my marathons and it would be like a long run on the weekend and then you'd kind of be like done. But with the 50K, it was always a long run on the weekend and then another Sunday long-ish run, maybe like 25% of that. 
So you might see like uh, maybe even eh, maybe even closer to 50. Like you'd see a 20 and a 10 or a 24 and a 13. That was really the only difference. I, I don't see, I, I don't really like it. The, the people that I have that I'm coaching for the 50K, I, I'm giving them pretty much a standard. Like if I had a marathoner and a 50K person going on the exact same day, and one was a trail 50K and one was a road marathon. Really, the only difference between those persons' two plans, obviously, like from a generic standpoint, would be the person in the trail would be doing more trail specific things. And they would have a, a they'd have a little bit more volume because of that back-to-back fatigue. Because the wall in the marathon at 21 miles, and even if you can beat that wall, it's still gonna come before 50K in my opinion, unless you're an elite athlete. So running on fatigued legs and knowing what it run, feels like to run on fatigued legs is a big deal. It's, that's how I was able to run today and just have heavy legs. The way my legs feel now, a year ago, I never would have ran today. I'd be like, I'm going to get hurt. you know. But my body now is just used to that type of volume and things like that. So yeah. Uh, Brian said the humidity and misery. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. <laughs> we have... I would say, adventure to say, besides Florida, maybe something like down there, we have some of the worst humidity uh, you could possibly imagine up here in the Northeast. So now, thank you guys. Thank you so much for the questions. I, I love talking about stuff. Uh, let's talk next week. I did show next week. I showed next week. So I guess that's really it. There's um a great week this week. Uh, crushed. Just, uh, guys, I feel so good. And it feels so good to just be achieving goals. You know, like I said on Instagram last night, when you sign a contract with yourself, there's nothing better than following through and really seeing like that true potential, you know, and not only just in racing, just in life. Like the Grand Canyon is not a race. It's not an event. It is a celebration of fitness. It is, you know what? I can go bang out rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon in one day just cause. Like that makes training for ultra marathons worth it. You know, like what do they say? 1%? How many people visit the Grand Canyon every year? I want to say 6 million. I want to say 6 million. 1% of those people go rim to rim. Only 1%. So it's like the these are the things are like, Every time I go up skiing with my aunts and uncles and my cousins that don't ski all the time and they ski one long day and they're all like, oh, oh man, my legs. Oh. The next morning they're all, I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, please do not be sore from one day of skiing or, you know, Thanksgiving soccer. They, they do two hours of soccer with the family and they're at dinner. They're just, you know, this, it's not about the race. It's not about the ultra. It's about just, being 42 years old and Garmin telling me that I have the fitness of a 33 year old. Like that's, that's why we're doing this. That's why this is awesome. Or, you know, thinking I was alone on an Island of sobriety and nobody wanted to talk to me and, you know, finding, um, you know, these people on the internet that have become amazing lifelong friends, like running did that shit. <laughs> rim to rim on my bucket list. It should be, I've been down to the river and back when I was younger when my Ironman days. Um, but even then the thought of going rim to rim and then back in the same day. Um, we're going to talk more about rim to rim as it comes up, but, uh, 
that's on March 28th. So we only got a couple more weeks of the rest day podcast before we get to that. But yeah, this is, um, Oh God. I and mean, what a fucking summer we have coming up. Ah, dude, this is guys, this is going to get better and better. And I, I, I just, I, I want to keep, um, <laughs> the record. Yeah. Three hours and the rim to rim to rim back. Jim Walmsley has that. And there's a video of it on YouTube. Six hours. Insane. Um, but yeah, dude, we have, if you're doing stuff, please let me know on Instagram what you're doing. Cause I don't want it just to all be, you know, I want you guys to do oh, this summer's going to be so good. So good. It's going to be so good. There's just so many cool things to do. Not even like, I'm not even doing races. I'm just going to races and helping people with races and pacing races. And after canyons, I'm doing Havelina. But other than that, there's not a fake smile on my face, friends. We're going to go for it. But for now, we're going to take it one day at a time. The next workout is seven miles with some striders. Then we're going to go up to Vermont. We're going to get some vert. And then we're going to come home. I'm going to get our ass kicked. I told you next Monday, we're going to be talking about that 24 miler. Uh, that 24 miler is going to take me six hours probably, but let's break 10,000 feet for the week. If, if you want to do it in comparison, like if you want to play the same game that I'm playing, double the amount of vert you usually get and then double it again. That's kind of where I'm at. Like maybe you get 10,000 every week, go get 15 this week or go get 20, you know, really just effing go for it this week. You only run five miles a week, get seven this week, go. So at least on Monday, we have some battles, to scars to show and to tell. And, you know, we can all be in this together because like I said, I may be alone on a sobriety island, but some of you, some of you guys know, know the struggle and know what it's like. Till I catch you, if you're a school teacher in the Northeast, enjoy the rest of your vacation. We ain't working this week. That's right. You teach in the Northeast. Not only do you get paid way more than you should, but you also get a full week off in, in uh, a full week off in February. Oh man, yeah. Not even two months in. It's <laughs> been there. I I I crossed uh, 400 and I was gonna make a reel about this two years ago. I had a goal of hitting 500 miles ran for the year. And I just missed it. Two years ago, I got like 475 and I had a goal of 500 for the year. And uh, then last year really, really turned it up and I ended up getting like 1900 for the year. And now I just crossed 450 for the year and we're not even in February. And it's, but vert, I can show you the vert. Hold on, let me show you this quick. This is a, this, uh, let me show you a cool website that uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this one before. But if you are a data nerd, hold on, stick around for this. And if you're on Spotify, you can go to YouTube. I'm going to keep this up. You can go back and watch it. Let's see if I can bring this up. This is, this is like one of my favorite sites. <laughs> Especially because I am just such a nerd. So the website's called VeloViewer. And as it's it scrapes... Uh, as it scrapes Strava and all the other things I upload my data to. I'll show you. Look at this thing. Hold on. What the heck is my wife doing up there? Check it out. 
check this out because there's another number I want you guys to see. Uh, if we just go to the runs, this would be a big bike rider. Run. Run on the trainer. Any virtual runs I did? Oh, maybe I got to get me out of the way here. I can do this. Come over here. Get over here. Oh, that's too big. I'm not that important. That's better. Over here, this is the distance. And these are all the different years that I've had data going back. So this orange line, you can see what what how huge last year was. Uh, it was a really, really big year for me and really, really awesome. Uh, if we If we zoom in here, let me see, zoom in. We can see kind of where I'm at. I'm at 419. So where I'm at, even compared to last year and all those years before. But if we go to elevation, <laughs> so currently right now I'm at 27,000 feet for the year. At this time last year, I was at 5,000. So I 5X'd my 2023 vert. If we go out, um, the most I've ever done in a year is 100,000. So, I mean, I'm on pace right now, all thing with the AI algorithm to get almost half a million. And then all the other years, you don't even see them. <laughs> 677 feet for the year. And the crazier thing is, guys, in 2016, listen to this. <laughs> and this is kind of that post the other day when I said that Iron Man's easy. In 2016, I climbed 3,800 feet total. And I did the Ironman in Boulder, Colorado that year. So that is with all of the training for the Boulder at elevation Ironman. How many miles did I run that year? Oh, this is, oh man, sorry, Ironman. So in 2016, the year I trained for the Ironman triathlon in Boulder, Colorado, I ran 264 miles the entire year. So 26 of those were in the Ironman. In 2011, way at the bottom, that was my second Ironman. I ran 196 miles that year. <laughs> so last year, yeah, I ran, uh, so I did 514. 514 two years ago, 1968. But this is the number that's really cool. Eddington. Eddington is how many times you've run that particular distance in that time. So 2024, my Eddington currently is 11. That means in 2024, I've ran at least 11 miles, 11 times. So my Eddington last year was 10. So I've already beat my Eddington. So it means I've already ran, I've ran 10 miles or more, more times already this year than I did all of last year. Um, my lifetime Eddington is 20 and I'm trying to get that to like 25 or 26 this year. So that's a fun little number, Eddington number, if you want to try and like just, if you're a data nerd and you like to build stats and things like that. <laughs> VeloViewer, it's a cool little website. Cool little website, scrapes from Strava. You have to have a Strava to have it, but yeah. I uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. This was a fun little live stream. Um, maybe I'm a little giddier because I'm on vacation. Uh, oh, wait, here we go. Where the, how did I miss that question? Did, you, did that just come in? The stretching thing. Sorry, I missed that, Brian. Yeah. Um, actually, let me talk stretching. Just if you're still here, I I'm not a I'm not a big fan of stretching to be honest. Uh, I'm not a static stretcher. I don't believe in it really. 
I am a dynamic stretcher. I made a like a goof reel where I said that my warm up is just running at a lower intensity. I do foam roll though, and I do dynamic stretches. I believe that it's very, very important to keep full range of motion through full range of motion. That's that's really all I got to say about that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, look for this every uh, Monday night or so, every Monday night around 8, 8, 15, depending on when I get my kids to bed. Sometimes I get them to bed early and I'll be on at 7.30. If you are listening on Spotify, if you could please just leave a review, whatever it is, just so the Spotify knows people are actually listening. Uh, if you're here on YouTube, let's go 1,000 subs. Maybe give the video one of those thumbs up, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I will catch you guys next week. I'll see you over on Instagram. Brad Trains, shoot me a DM if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything, guys. Appreciate you.